you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Alrighty, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys, a podcast team. I'm DJ Impact, and I got all the bad boys here with me tonight. Uh, we don't have Simon Street on the on the screen, but uh, we got his audio, so he's here as well. Welcome to Wrestling Talk. Feel free, throw your comments in to our live chats. If you're on YouTube Live, Twitch Live, or Facebook Live, feel free Throw the comments in there, and we'll try to get it in as we see fit. All right? This is our wrestling talk. So we're going to get with all of our highlights for the week. All right? So with that, let's start off with our four-way stop. All right. Let's kick it off with you first. Sin City, Steve, what was your highlights for the week? All right, so Claudio Castagnoli is your new Ring of Honor world champion. After defeating Jonathan Gresham with the Ricola bomb at ROH Death Before Dishonor, raise your hand if you didn't see this coming. (laughs) Um, It actually kicked off the show and set the tone for, uh, yeah, set the tone for a show that I'll be talking a lot about tonight. So um, very, very good stuff. Uh, elsewhere on that particular show, FTR still your Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions after defeating the Briscoes, who uh, just recently have signed what is being described as a long-term contract with Ring of Honor. So we will be seeing more of the Briscoes back in Ring of Honor where they belong. Um, this two out of three falls match was the main event, um, so it went on last at Death Before Dishonor, and with good reason. Uh, the match went about 45 minutes. And uh, it was every bit of the the classic that really you would expect. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have gone to the first matchup that they had as part of Supercard of Honor back in April. Um, And that was an early candidate from me for match of the year. And this match was just as good, if not better. yeah, it was it was a very very solid match, and uh, yeah, it, that match actually saw FTR have to score two pinfalls in a row uh, to retain those titles. So good yeah. stuff. All right, no doubt. Let's go over to you, Mister Simon Street. What was your four way stop? Uh, some of my four way stop was mostly going to be uh, NXT. Sorry, since I wasn't able to watch too much AEW this week. But, um, you know, definitely SmackDown. Uh, one thing that, that I really enjoyed was two things was, number one, seeing Kaiser uh, get reprimanded, even though he went up against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it reminded me of, I, I don't know if you gentlemen ever used to get spanked growing up, but you know how, like, you get the one whack and then you wait for the next one and you're just waiting and you're waiting and it don't happen. 
And then when you stop for a second, it happens. That's what I felt <laughs> like. So I got a couple of chuckles with regards to that. Um, definitely, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, NXT in, in general just was just really good. And I really appreciate it, uh, you know, seeing, uh, you know, the women get together for the number one contenders match for Mandy Rose's NXT, um, uh, you know, championship. It really was a good match from start to finish. I felt like they all seemed pretty much comfortable, and we got to see a lot of ladies that you kind of see on Level Up show and whatnot, so getting a showcase. And I'll talk a little bit more of that with who won that and my feelings on that. Um, and then, uh, you know, Raw, the only thing I was surprised, like I really enjoyed seeing Bianca beat the shit out of Carmella. Once again, I don't know how many times we're going to keep seeing this, but this seems to be just a fucking theme and keep it coming because it never gets old for me. <laughs> All right. Matt Michaels, what was your highlights? Well, it definitely didn't have anything to do with Carmella. <laughs> um, Miz and Logan Paul, I mean, this is uh, turning out to be something that looks like it's going to be pretty fucking fun um champa jumping logan uh to you know help miz beat him down and you gotta love shiny balls chance uh you know <laughs> that you know and then miz revealing you know of course he's got his t-shirt where he has massive balls so uh for anyone who says vince is going away that just proves vince is not gone anywhere <laughs> uh gunther yeah the surprise chop of uh ludwig kaiser was just beautiful he he just went flying and that wasn't bullshit that wasn't a bump that was right. massive just man smacking chest on man right there um hey maxine dupree former sophia cromwell in uh nxt uh she's the new mouthpiece for uh our uh, mason Mansoor. MMM uh, team. So, uh, yum. That's probably the word for her. Yum. Uh, Grimes and McDonough. What a fucking great match. And uh, is Grimes being rec uh, recruited by uh, Gacy? Which would be really interesting since he just took in the Grizzled Young Veterans, as we uh, found out. That was that was pretty, uh, pretty sweet. Uh, Man, pretty deadly versus Briggs and Jensen, including the backstage promos, and pretty deadly's cowboy pants with the cow print quarter shirts. Just was just fabulous. Good stuff. <laughs> no doubt. With myself, I really enjoyed the Ezekiel versus Seth Rollins match that was on Raw. I um I often forget at times that uh you know, Ezekiel is, has been on uh, TV for some time, just under a different name. <laughs> but uh, um, the JD... What are it's, it's still real to you, isn't it, Impact? It is real to me. Don't, don't try 100%. to take that away from me. 100%. Don't, don't to stop the magic for Impact. That's right. He's got, he's got two other brothers, DJ. Can I, can I finish? J.D. McDonough and Cameron Crimes. Uh, I like the idea of J.D. being the necessary evil. I love that. Alex Shelley, Chris Saban had a match uh, to see who's going to fight uh, Josh Alexander coming up. Great match there, and uh, Alex Shelley was the winner of that. Uh, I actually, uh, 
I actually enjoyed the Samoa Joe and uh, <laughs> and the Jay Lethal match for the ROH Television Title. Um, I'll, I'll also talk a little bit more about uh, that pay per view as well and the six uh, six man tag Usos in Theory uh, versus Street Profits um, and um, oh shit, what did I put down here? Street Profits and uh, Riddle, wasn't it? Mm, no, it was. Oh, Madcap, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, 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 it, was, yeah. It, it was Madcap that was going <clears throat> for SmackDown. Yeah, so yeah, those were my four way stops right there for the uh, for the week. All right, let's move over to the two sweet for the week. <laughs> All right, Simon Street, what you got? Well, my two sweep for the week is definitely going to be by way of NXT. As I mentioned earlier, the women's uh, battle royal for the number one contendership for Mandy Rhodes' NXT women's title. Um, I was super happy with the results. Zoe Stark's winner. Um, even leading up to the last part with a little sneaky girl who's just wired that way, apparently, um, you know, uh, was already on a steamroll earlier that night with throwing shit in the trash can, trying to copy off of that old school uh, WCW days. Um, it just was good. I was happy to see her, you know, back and see her take her rightful place. I felt like before she had the injury. She was already on that track, and um, like I said, super excited to see what happens. I hope she beats the shit out of Mandy Rose because they need some more pretty, <laughs> sexy, and dirty up on the main roster, and I think Toxic Attraction is on their way to the main roster. Okay. Well, there we go. Sin City, what you got for well, your two sweets for the week? Now, I know I just mentioned FTR, but uh, FTR, they get the ultimate two sweet for the week this week. They cut an amazing promo on Dynamite to set up uh, the match versus the Briscoes on Saturday. That match proved to be an instant classic. And yeah, I'm not one for hyperbole, but these guys right now, I know, I know, these guys are the best tag team on the planet. I know. I'm going to get shit for it. Yeah, you I don't should. It. But it's, again, it's an opinion. Um, also, Brody fucking King. Wow, the that performance to kick off Dynamite, dude looked like an absolute monster. And the monster that those of us familiar with his work know him to be. So mm -hmm. he, he had essentially a 13-minute squash match of Darby Allen in a star-making performance. So, yeah. Elsewhere, after that on Dynamite, all bets are off. But uh, that was a, that was good. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have another segment where I'm going to talk about dynamite. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia had a really hard hitting match for the ROH Pure Title at Death Before Dishonor. Uh, Yuta retained the title after pinning Garcia. Uh, there was a, a segment in the match where both guys were trading stiff face slaps, like the the competitions that you see of the guys slapping the shit out of each other. Um, thankfully, you know, they didn't have to rely on any gimmicks, uh, involving rope breaks, having one guy utilize all of his rope breaks and then build that into the finish of the match. Just a great 16 minute match between these two guys. Awesome. No doubt. 
I'll jump in there right quick. Um, so, Seth Rollins curb stomped Riddle twice. Man, that was too sweet right there. Man, um, the debut entrance of Axiom. Now, listen, I'm be honest with you. I I don't I don't think I'm much of a uh, going to be a fan. I mean, I didn't see anything in terms of moves that was impressive, but I mean, with the entrance he have, I, I think uh, you know Disney gonna be coming over, going, <clears throat> "What the fuck are y'all doing over there?" <laughs> I mean, you already have your logo at the beginning of the show, acting just like the beginning of our Marvel movies, and now with this guy, you've just pretty much just ripped everything off the camera motions. But it was dope, though. I mean, shout out to him; it's a good build. Maybe we'll see something later on for that. <clears throat> Zoe Stark's returns. Come on, that's uh, that's pretty big. She looked great. Um, she's ready to go ahead and just kick ass. So it's, Manny should be giving up that title pretty soon. And um, I'll be happy when that happens. I don't know more versus the Bullet Club. This was on Impact Wrestling. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett versus uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Great match. Um, of course, very fast-paced, uh, back and forth. Uh, I don't know more, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, I I like what these guys, I like what these members of ROH have been doing over in Impact versus kind of what I have seen the ROH members doing over on AEW. Um, and overall, I just think the writing is is just a lot better that's going on over there. But great stuff, nevertheless. Uh, last thing, uh, Kushida also arrived in Impact Wrestling. So, so seeing him come out at the end of the show was pretty cool too. I hadn't seen him, of course, since he was uh, on NXT. But that's a too sweet for me. Matt Michaels, what you got? <clears throat> uh, we're gonna have to say Austin Theory uh, doing something that uh, I've always really wanted to see this done very well, and that is the faces don't like him, but the heels don't like him either. Basically, no one likes Austin Theory, and that is fucking awesome. Right. Um. AJ and Theory's match was great. And then with Dolph's involvement in that um, and SmackDown, the main event was was wonderful, especially with Brock coming out and taking out Theory. Um, but we did see the Uso promo backstage with Paul Heyman. It did kind of uh, look like leaning towards the fact that Heyman is kind of setting up the fact that he's going to leave with the new champion, Austin Theory, at SummerSlam. Uh, and then, as we've all said... Zoe Stark uh, coming back, number one contender, and uh, it's time Mandy said she wants to go back to the man ro main roster. So let's hope that uh, Mandy Rose is headed up and that Zoe Stark is going to be carrying that gold. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's the perfect time because, remember, Cora Jade just set up being a major-ass heel, and what did Zoe do? Cora used the best tactic in all of heel wrestling, lay outside of the ring, come back in, into the battle royal, and nine out of ten times, they fucking end up dumping the face out. But she didn't even get a fucking move in. She <laughs> went and ran, and Zoe just launched her into the fucking you know, floor. So great stuff setting up a good future feud. Absolutely. All right, let's move right into our 
WTF of the week. All right. I'll start this one off, fellas. Why didn't Michael Cole tell Pat McAfee that Corbin was about to kick his head off? What the fuck was up with that? Because you literally look at Cole, he sees him coming, and he just runs away. I mean, you can easily just kind of go, Pat, Pat, you know, he didn't say anything. We're talking about their good friends, best friends, best commentator, my bros. Come on, man. Michael, next time, just call his name, you know. I don't know. Um, This was during Rampage. I guess John Silver, Hangman Page, had a match with Butcher and the Blade. Was I tripping that the lights literally just go from his normal white lights to a blue light in the middle? It happened for about three seconds, and then it went back to a white light for no reason. No one said anything. It was like, why did that just happen? So if you go back and watch that. What are you talking about? During the match. During the match. The the lights itself just went from a white light to a blue light. I, I, I. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything was fine on my end. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know. You might, you might want to, might want to get those checked. I hope you're joking. No. <laughs> no, we're not. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Besides the fact there were two bites that happened at the Ring of Honor. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I don't understand why anybody is biting anyone, but, but Dale Garcia bites. <laughs> okay. You would, and this is what I don't understand. It's a pure, uh, championship match. There's all types of rules. Now, yes, there are no rooms for biting, but if you only can, fight for a certain amount of time, if you only have certain rope breaks, if you only have, if you can't use a close, uh, uh, or um, have fish to hit. I'm pretty sure you can't bite somebody, and that's okay. I, what the fuck is that? I don't know. And the last thing had to do with the Briscoes losing to FTR. That is just ridiculous. I know you like that, Sin City, but how do you how do you build up a team? You you give reverence that these guys have been the top team for over 20 years uh, and, and they've dominated and they're great at what they do, but somehow they can't beat a FTR twice. They even got the first pin. They outshine them in many parts of the match. So I guess, I guess when it comes to them, I guess FTR is just better than better than them, but I don't see that at all. So sorry, man. I don't think they're the best tag team at all. That's hey, cool. Brad, hey, the Brisco, hey, the Briscoe signed the long-term contract in ROH where they belong. And they totally got proven by that match because they are going to be the biggest jobbers now in the history of wrestling. This is ridiculous. Khan, you know. God, they should have just came over to Scott Demore's time. I mean, come on. That's because they didn't bore they, they were there. I know. I know. But everyone comes because, you know, Tony shines a little bit more money, you know, but just tells them, hey, you get more money, but, you know, you're now not the greatest tag team anymore. We're going to give it to these guys because we want them to be like Omega and, you know, be the belt collectors. 
Get the fuck out of here. Uh, you know what? Let's go, Michaels. What's your uh, WTF of the week? All right. First off, what the fuck was up with Veer Mahan in that SmackDown oh. fucking backstage? <laughs> Whatever that was, the boo to the fucking uh, interviewer. Right. Oh, God. That, that was... Get ready. Veer Mahan is going from monster to fucking joke to being an AEW in six weeks. Um... You remember when the Ultimate Warrior, there were rumors years ago that when the Ultimate Warrior came back in the WWF uh, after like 1990 and when he left for a little bit, came back and people were saying it wasn't him, it's a different person. Is that really Dana Brooke? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Damn, that's some cold shit. <laughs> uh RIP to the WWE and NXT women tag belts. What a wonderful way to get that out of the system. Just throw it in the garbage can. It's done. We don't have to worry with that shit anymore. Get rid of it. Perfect. Um, Jericho and Kingston, barbed wire match. Fucking useless. No reason. No story. No fucking wrestling. Just stupid, stupid, stupid shit. Yeah. And this is the worst part about it. To start off the match... You have Justin Roberts have a microphone that has barbed wire around it. Yep. If he is not fucking bleeding in his hand, then the barbed wire is fake and they're just gigging. So fuck you, Tony Khan. <laughs> and finally, uh, that unicorn mask that Woods wore. What the fuck? That's that shit was terrifying. That's horrible. <laughs> Stop it. Oh shit. <laughs> All right, man, let's go over to you. Simon Street, what was your WTF of the week? Well, I was going to say that WTF was that unicorn mask, because let me tell you, that shit is terrifying as shit. I thought I was watching Pell's new movie, Nope, because when I saw it, I was like, nope. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, my WTF definitely came from uh, NXT 2.0, Exion. Uh, uh, if, all right. So if, if you don't know and you don't watch NXT, uh, uh, UK NXT, you know, there's a guy on there as a high flyer. His name is A-Kid, right? He came over to NXT 2.0 and got 2.0 into Axion. And I thought he came straight out of motherfucking 1981 Tron because the graphics they had, I had to blink twice. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, they thought it was cool, but unfortunately, that was a solo project because uh, I think most of us, from what I read the comments, definitely back teabagged this whole gimmick. Um, the good thing is, is A-Kid is actually a pretty decent dude, so hopefully he can rebound off of this um, for sure. I, I will continue to call him A-Kid, uh, which I guess the A stands for Axion or whatever the fuck it is. Um, another uh, WTF that uh, you know I will go and say is uh, I don't understand why I like Pretty Deadly other than the fact of if you made Siegfried and Roy wrestlers back in the day, this is probably what they would look like, I'm assuming. Um, but, but I can't turn away because it's like a train wreck, but they wrestle fairly decent. So it's like, I don't know how to fucking feel about it. So they're going to, they're going to continue for, to, to be a, what the fuck in and out every time, because I just don't know, but they looked a lot better than our own fucking NXT tag team champions. I can't stand fucking Josh Briggs and Brooke Jensen. It's just my personal opinion. I mean, they just look like a stereotypical country folk. Uh, 
not nothing against country folk. I'm just saying it was a little stereotypical. Could have had a couple of layers to that onion. All right. Sin City. All right. So I guess uh, Simon Street doesn't like the cowboy and the virgin, huh? <laughs> anyway, um, was it me or did Dynamite start off really well with that Brody King Darby Allen match and the best friends bullet uh, and then the uh, Blackpool Combat Club and then yeah, proceed to fall off a fucking cliff? Yeah, yeah, I said it. It fell off a fucking cliff. Um, I think that we're starting to see a pattern developing with Tony Khan's booking and Michael's. Yeah, you might as well just have have your minions clip this because, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what you're looking for. Anyway, um, definitely starting to see a pattern developing, though, um, where all the main storylines in AEW take a backseat to other pay-per-view building. It happened leading up to Supercard of Honor, Forbidden Door, and now Death Before Dishonor. What the fuck? Speaking of Dynamite, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, all right? The barbed wire everywhere match was a giant clusterfuck. Props to those guys for working this match, first off, okay? But, um, and also thankfully, other than um, Chris Jericho getting a broken nose, uh, both men didn't get really injured or severely hurt in this match. So that's a very good thing. Um, they might as well have called the damn match the barbed wire and interference everywhere match because quite honestly, as soon as they drew attention to Ruby Soho, having the lift controller and the key, you knew some fuckery was going on. This match was ugly all around and not in a good way. And then last but not least, I have to ask, uh, especially with the show that we just did. So were the last couple of weeks, a giant ruse, or was this a Vince McMahon esque example of doing shit on the fly with Luchasaurus, jungle boy and Christian. Uh, Luchasaurus went heel, or so we all thought, and honestly, it was a welcome change. This week, Jungle Boy returns to programming to confront Christian Cage, and in a completely throwaway segment, you have Luchasaurus just step aside in the aisle before he could get to the ring. I mean, seriously? <laughs> Are we just going back to the vanilla Jurassic Express, what we were doing before? What the fuck? They even gave the guy new music, new graphics, new look. Come on, guys. What the fuck? Yeah. Same cocaine. So. <laughs> it was about the same as the Viking Raiders, the new improved vicious Viking Raiders. The vicious Viking Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into what we're looking forward to. So mine is pretty simple, and I, I just want to kind of clarify. I'm, I'm taking a different stance from you all. I'm looking forward to uh, the SummerSlam, of course. That'll be next weekend. Uh, I know everyone right now is on the idea of Theory um, cashing in, beating one of the two, and then Heyman then, of course, sides with Theory. I'm going to go a little bit different here. Um, I think what's going to happen is after, of course, one of the two beat themselves down, I think, yes, Theory's going to come out. He's going to look into um, cashing in. But I think that's maybe the reason why we're beginning to see a little bit more of Dolph as well. I think Dolph is going to play, um, is going to end up being a part of that. He's more likely going to uh, super kick uh, Theory and – it's not going to fully allow for the uh, the transaction to take place to start that particular match. 
So ultimately, I think Theory is going to be holding on to that that uh, suitcase a little bit or briefcase a little bit longer. Um, I don't think he's going to cash it in because it's going to be Dolph. Uh, I think the trick is, is for us to think that it is going to be the switch. And it might still happen with with uh, Heyman, but I don't think it's going to happen that night. I think Dolph's going to come in and interfere, and he's going to be holding that on for a little bit longer. Anyway, I'm looking forward to SummerSlam. That's going to be going down uh, this coming Saturday, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Simon Street, what are you looking forward to this week? You know, also, too, in the same vein, I am definitely looking forward to SummerSlam. I think things definitely picked up for me and my interest um, the last two weeks, definitely seeing what's happening. Um, you know, and you almost took the words and the thoughts out of my head, man. Um, theory, to me, is is more the focus. And as Michael's alluded to a little bit earlier, it's, it's, it's probably some of the most genius booking I've seen in a while is uh, Theory is basically Transformers uh, Starscream. Like nobody likes Starscream. It, it, even Megatron didn't trust his punk ass. So it's like <laughs> it's just really cool in how they're throwing all these different, uh, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors out, and then how Ziggler plays into it. So it's very interesting that. But you know, outside of that, even though smaller, but should be really exciting. Is I'm really looking forward to um, seeing next week on NXT D'Angelo Family versus Diamond Mine. Um, you know, kind of what happened this week. You know, uh, Roderick Strong versus uh, Damian Kemp. You know, it was an interesting match, but what you know transpired later on afterwards was pretty cool. And and you know, uh, I got a soft spark uh, in my heart for you know Diamond Mine. I like them. Uh, you know, I don't know how much long uh, you know uh, you know uh, you know they're going to be together or whatnot. But I think that will make for a pretty interesting match. We'll see what happens. So then that's pretty much the things that I'm looking forward to. Okay, uh, Sin City. All right, so. Tully Blanchard Enterprises is no more and has been purchased by Prince Nana, of all people. <laughs> um, so the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage are now representing the embassy. Um, honestly, it's good to have Nana back in the fold. Um, he was a good character in Ring of Honor previously. Uh, I'm looking forward to what he can bring to the table this time around. Um, Tully Blanchard was actually wished well by TK. Uh, so it looks like he is outright gone from the company. Um, and I believe uh, I did some more research. Um, evidently, he didn't make the travel. And it had something to do with his prison ministries um, oh. effort that he's been doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, props to him for, you know, finding his his legitimate calling mm -hmm. and, uh, and sticking with that as opposed to, uh, you know, being a lackey for uh, a Ring of Honor faction. Yeah. Notice how I didn't say that Jonathan Gresham was representing the embassy as well, even though he was a part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Well, that's because Jonathan Gresham has asked for his AEW slash Ring of Honor release mm -hmm. and reportedly cussed out Tony Khan before the pay-per-view began. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where Jonathan Gresham goes from here. Um, obviously, I guess they could try to patch things up, but I mean, I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, where does Gresham go? I mean, Scott quite frankly, he, what's that? Scott Demore, without question, he'd be over there with his he, wife. I, I was going to say the exact <laughs> same thing. Yeah. So, um, if he's not an impact within, you know, yesterday, then <laughs> there's a problem. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, they could. Uh, 
you know, they could put him directly with Jordan Grace and make them an act. I think that that could work. Uh, keep him as, you know, having a little bit more of an edge. Um, if you want to have him have the heel persona, sure. But um, I think that even though it was only for a couple of weeks, um, what he did as a heel was a good foundation, no pun intended, uh, for what he can do with that character going forward. Okay, got you, got you. Uh, Matt Michaels. Uh, uh, let's start off with Cora J as a heel, uh, potentially great stuff. Um, Grizzly on veterans again as the schism. That should be pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, look out for the shillelagh match between Drew and Sheamus. <laughs> oh man, I hope someone gets knocked the fuck out. Like literally, that'd be wonderful. Um. I say Miz to the MMM because did you see his fashion sense with the the uh, loafers with no socks and the prep school blazer? Brilliant, brilliant, Miz. Keep it up, uh, bro. Ko, could it happen? Let's hope so. That'd be great. But uh, to address Sean's question, uh, look out for uh, anyone who runs a wrestling website to jump the gun and say that Brock Lesnar has walked out on the company uh, because Vince McMahon quit. <laughs> Once again, clickbait is fabulous. And obviously, if he uh, left the building, he might have went to get a workout in or get some food. Uh, but uh, you know what? He worked, and it worked SummerSlam. And, um, you know, again, it's everyone loves to make shit up, and uh, that's it, man. I, I just think it's bullshit, um, and I think the king of bullshit, uh, you know, is Grandpa Meltzer, um, and, uh, you know, other guys are learning from him. So yeah. good for you. All righty. Let's move over to our final segment, which is Best in Show. All right, so quickly for me, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give the, the winner this week to Raw. Um, yes, yeah, B uh, Bianca Carmella's uh, Women's Championship match. Uh, I thought that the commentary was great that you had with um, with Becky Lynch. And, uh, hey, she even dropped the title in the ring when it came to uh, giving it back to uh, uh, Bianca. So, okay. Um, we already kind of talked about Bro KO. I love that whole segment. Uh, Seth Rollins curve stopping. I mean, that was great. Riddle twice. The Judgment Day, they keep trying to recruit Dominic. Judgment Day, please do me a favor. Keep keep on, keep on, keep on trying to recruit him, and let's get him, even if it's a month or two later. I want to see Dominic in Judgment Day, okay? So let's just keep it up. He's got, he's got to come over. Let's keep it up. Um, um, Angelo Dawkins versus uh, Omas, which eventually became a two-on-two, -two, so got a chance to see the Street Profits and Usos. Um, AJ Styles and Theory and Logan Paul, Miss TV. So raw for me. Sin City, how about you? All right. So for me, it was not AEW <laughs> this week. 
It was Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. Um, we talked about the, the difference. <laughs> They're AEW. Come on, dude. <laughs> All right. Cool. AEW, ROH, Death Before Dishonor. Is that okay? Um, regardless, uh, it was the best show that I watched this week. Um, Gresham and Claudio, I already talked about that match. Good stuff. Um, the the other match that I have to draw attention to, they actually had Roosh versus Dragon Lee in a brother versus brother match, uh, which was a very, very good match. Um, this is uh, This is unfortunately a match that didn't really get a whole lot of love because... Roosh has only been on AEW TV for a couple of weeks now. Um, and Dragon Lee has not been on AEW TV, right. uh, barring any pay-per-view appearance, appearances. So, um, Can I say something right quick? Yeah. Uh, you can go over, over time if you need to. But that, that goes yeah. back to what I was just saying about um, when uh, Roosh had his match against, um, was it Phoenix, Phoenix or whatever? Ray Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. It was night and day. You know, like on that show, you could tell it was kind of dumbed down. But on this one, it was like, this is the Roosh I'm familiar with. So that's what yeah. I mean by the two, you know. And I know that they probably could put a pretty good show off just for some reason. They didn't allow it to be on Dynamite. So that was it. Well, so I think part of it, too, is that um, Roosh, I don't know how much chemistry he has necessarily with Ray Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I'm sure that he's got great chemistry with his brother. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that I'm sure that familiarity has something to do with sure. that. Uh, but I completely agree. Um, here it felt like as if the handcuffs were taken off. Right. Um, elsewhere on the show, um, Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal. Uh, I thought that this was a very solid match as well. Um, it's it's getting to be more and more apparent that Joe is, uh, you know, feeling the effects uh, over time. Father Time is never undefeated. But nonetheless, Joe is still a formidable and fearsome opponent in that ring. Um, and yeah, uh, he, he retained his television championship for a show and for a brand with no television. That's another story for another day. <laughs> right. But yeah, without question, solid, solid show. All right. Uh, Simon Street, what was yours? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to say uh, best in show for me was NXT just for consistency. I mean, the show you know, was really good. And they used the technique I am now calling MTM moments that matter. And it seems like they're consistently doing that, making people who may not have entering time sometimes really kind of make a bit of a uh, splash or whatnot. I mean, little small shit, like, you know, having Trick Williams in that little uh, barbershop take that he does with Carmelo saying, oh, I know one thing is, you know, uh, Waller going to lie and Wes going to cry. You know, little shit like that that makes it entertaining, even though he's not doing something this week. Again, uh, you know, the only thing that was a bomb I felt, and I said it earlier, was, uh, you know, A-Kid's horrible uh, 1980s Tron, uh, you know, release of Oxion or whatever the hell his name is. But other than that, it was just that. McDonough just, I mean, shit, man. McDuh is just, he's on point, man. I mean, he got the moves. He got the charisma. Although I was a little questioning some of him talking about wanting to break people's uh, shoulder bones with a mannequin. But, hey, whatever works, you know. Uh, great show, nonetheless. I really, really, really liked it. And I will say this, and I'll leave it there. 
I think that the NXT women's roster right now is in a good place with the pieces needed to build a strong women's division there. Where they go from there with those pieces is entirely up to them. But I think that there's a lot of new talent there and even some pre-existing talent that came back from injuries to make for very, very uh, uh, captivating uh, next couple of weeks, months, and maybe even a year. So we'll just have to see what happens. So again, best in show, NXT 2.0. Mr. Matt Michaels. Uh, the Miz uh, winning the all-star celebrity softball game MVP. Definitely great. Cody Rhodes wins the ESPY in the next night for the WWE moment of the year. Steve, who won for AEW's moment of the year at the ESPYs? <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. They're not a globally known company. I forgot. <laughs> Only been oh, wait. For three I guess years, Cody man. Rhodes was technically their guy once but um oh that's right uh, how does that make you feel though this... michaels it has to be an ex-aew guy to win that sp well i was gonna say koki mako could have just kept him and had a higher profile guy but apparently yeah a little, little too much to uh give him the power that he uh, deserves because it was his company uh and uh hey uh jonathan gresham cursing out tony khan thank you thank you thank you do it again if you're around. Go ahead, Tully. Quitting. Thank you, Tully. That's that's set the bar. Show people what to do, and uh, of course, the career of Vince McMahon and uh, everything that uh, Vince has done in his lifetime. Yeah, perfect. All right, you guys. Thank everybody for hanging out with us. There is no three count for this week because. Um, we talked about Vince McMahon this week, so that took over the spot of the three count, but it will be back next week. We thank you for hanging out with us. Appreciate all your comments, and if you're not able to watch us live, we appreciate you for downloading the podcast as well. All right, so here's our final thoughts, and let's kick it off with Simon Street. What would you like to tell the good people out there today? Well, everybody, like I said, man, it's been uh, quite the, uh, for some, the emotional yet surprising or unsurprising week for wrestling history. Vince McMahon is retired. Uh, the one thing I will say is uh, I think it's kind of interesting where wrestling is going to go. And um, it, I got a chance to step back and see really in whole of who we are as a wrestling community, right? The fans, the supermarks the regular marks, the people who are delusionally wrapped into the magic of that is pro wrestling like impact. I think it's awesome because we're like this multitude of color and personalities. And, and that's why when, whenever I do get opportunity to go to a show, I love seeing all that mixed together and we come together and that shit is cool. So um, if you haven't, Get a taste of that, whether it's, uh, you know, indie wrestling in your own town or if you go to a live event, because, you know, it, it's really something to behold. And uh, that's all I got to say. Be kind to one another. All right. Sin City, Steve. Get you a taste. Anyway, uh, thank you guys <laughs> for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do every week. Um, thank you. We genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, also, thank you and special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country. Whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, repsports.com. 
Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Perfect. Matt Michaels. Hey, congratulations, Matt Vandegrift, to winning the FSW No Limits Championship. And this has been three consecutive shows. The No, the no Limits Championship has, uh, you know, switched uh, between uh, Jay and uh, Matt. And um, can we possibly see another one down the line? Uh, right. You never know. But, uh, uh, DJ, if you don't know, Matt Vandegrift and Jay Vidal wrestle for FSW. It's the future stars of wrestling. They're here in Las Vegas, and you too can go see them if you ever want to go see them. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I know you're being an ass, but I, 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 I'll accept that. <laughs> Nevertheless, well, look. Um, again, listen. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Damian Drake hasn't won that title in about four years. See. Look, Damian Drake's calling right now, going, going "Why haven't I had a title shot?" So, uh, I would definitely like to see that. <laughs> Let's get him a title shot. Let's do it. Let's start a campaign. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Vegas Bad Boys wants wants Damian Drake to have a title shot. We we'll get a campaign going. Gee, right, if well, only we hey. could speak to somebody with FSW. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 real quick, uh, DJ, who is he again? Well, he is the the founder <laughs> and, and creator. Right? I don't listen to the show when I ain't on. <laughs> and, uh, and trying Simon, to get me yelled at again. That match to happen. We can get that match to happen. Oh, you can sponsor it. That's how it will happen. So get out the checkbook. <laughs> okay, and, get out uh, the checkbook. All right, all right. Yeah, and uh, and you can uh, make it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> So, Dang, Sean. Damn. Oh, boy. That's yeah. brutal. Damn, Sean. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to make sure that gets pinned. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean Hyde is definitely a Matt Vandergriff mark. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, God. You guys are something else. Now, now the comments are just really coming in. All right. Guys, thanks, everyone, for hanging out. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week. We'll be talking about everything that happened at SummerSlam and this past week's wrestling, all right? So until then, happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.